Welcome to the Top of the Morning Show. It's your girl TT from the D. And this is a wonderful, thankful Thursday morning. I'm going to tell you why I'm thankful. I'm thankful for a lot of reasons. I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful for my family, my friends, my frenemies. I'm thankful for my children, my husband, my parents, my siblings, nieces, nephews, extended family members. And not in the order I just rambled off. I'm thankful because I'm just thankful. I had a holy crying moment last night and full of my spirit for many reasons. Thanking God for the life of my parents. Um, Just being grateful for healing in my body. Um, Just being grateful. But I'm going to tell you what moved me the most that gave me such a joyful place and pause is my 13-year-old conversation. I was getting ready to go to the shower last night and he came and knocked on my door and we had this interesting conversation so I'm gonna say this topic today would be simply living in the moment we're gonna talk about living in the moment so before I get into it because it could be a little heavy and maybe not I want to remind you that I am grateful for you as a listener a supporter of my show you choose every time to tune in to the top of the morning show Monday through Friday starting off at 6 a.m. on most occasions unless there's something going on or I'm away and things that might be a little off other than that I do my very best to stick to that um, time frame I didn't have a top of the morning tap in Tuesday evening show um, but that's okay things are moving accordingly so I just want to say again thank thank you thank you thank you Where would I be without the support that you give this show, me as a person and a podcaster? Now that we got that out of the way, we're talking about living in a moment. And a moment I lived in for a moment last night. And I think about all the little moments we choose to live in. And every little great moment, I promise you, can turn into a huge, big moment. Some of those little moments will get you through some of your bigger, tougher moments along this thing we call life journey. Last night, my 13-year-old, he knocked on the door and he was like, hey, Ma, you in the bathroom? I'm like, I'm getting ready to jump in the shower. He was like, can I come in for a second? I'm thinking like, oh my God, what does this kid want? I said, I'm in. Put my robe on, came out my bathroom, stepped into the bedroom. I said, what's going on? He said, um... Do you know the scripture for James 5? Let me see if I got it because I got my Bible right here. I think I might have marked it because it was interesting to me, to say the least. He wanted to know about James 5. Let me see. Uh, Oh, James 5 and 12. And it reads as this. But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with an oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, lest you fall into judgment. I was like, hmm, okay. And he says, what about Psalm 20? What did he say? Yes, yes. He said, what about Psalm 23, 4? 
I said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of... No, okay, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I said, what made you think about that? And he said, I was... He said, you know, I was in school and, you know, I got friends and he was like, they had, a couple of them were having conversation and they were like, I swear to God, I swear to God. He was like, and I was thinking like, I don't think they should be saying that. Like, I don't think we're supposed to do that. And I looked at him and I said, you're right. He said, so I looked it up. And he was like, I I just wanted to understand a little bit more about it. And then I said, wow. I said, you know what, Cody? I said, oh, boy, crap aside. I said, you have a gift and you're a very special young man. And the reason why I'm hard on you is because I know that it's easy for people to try to sway you because you're young and peer pressure. And when you don't know, I said, I really... I said, we have talked with your father and we have agreed that we're going to get back into the brick and mortar of church and we want you to join the youth ministry. And he was shaking his head like, okay. I said, because you're interested in knowing the word and it's our job to make sure you learn the word and you learn the word in a way in which you can understand it. I said, and I also remember you asking us and telling us that you would like for us to have family Bible study. I said, now we need to activate that because you're asking us about it. And he brought his Bible because I bought him a Bible. He had asked me for a Bible a while back and I I bought him a Bible, but it wasn't the Bible I wanted to get him. And so I'm going to go to the Bible bookstore and I'm going to order him a Bible, a custom Bible with his name. And I told myself, I'm going to get you a different Bible, but he has sticky notes and he had a highlighter. He highlighted it. I said, you know what, kid, whenever you go through the Bible, I want you to highlight scriptures that you know that you have looked at. And I'm going to get him some little tags um, and let him be able to tag the pages so he'll have all those sticky notes. And I said, um, I can give you a couple of others. He says, I like the book of Psalms. I said, me too. I said, I like the book of Psalms. I like the book of Proverbs. I look, I like the book of Ecclesiastes. I said, let me tell you, one of my favorites is Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through, through 9. And I said, son, in that book, you will find everything that the world is going through, gone through, and will go through. I said, there's nothing on earth that has happened recently that you would know of in your little 13 years thus far that hasn't already recycled itself that goes for clothes hairstyles people the visions all kind of stuff wars peace just everything i said in the best book ever is um the bible i said and for you to be interested in it i said i'm very very excited for you so he was like Okay, I said, so whenever you have questions, you can always ask me or your father. I said, but this is interesting. He was like, okay. I said, and I'm going to tell you something that I just learned not too long ago. I said, and I'm 48 years old. I said, there was a time when I used to 
know, like if I was tired and I couldn't get to sleep and I felt some kind of way, I would say things like, well, let me read the Bible because that is going to make me sleepy. I said, and I used to laugh and make jokes about it. I would tell people that were like, I can't sleep. I'm like, oh, just read the Bible. You'll go right to sleep. I said, it took me about a year ago that I was riding and a pastor was preaching. I was listening to some station through satellite radio and a pastor was having a conversation. He said, you know, people have it all mixed up. They say, you know, you read the Bible, you get tired, you're bored, you get sleepy. And it's like, oh, so boring. He said, and what you don't realize is that that's God giving you peace through his word. His peace, his word brings you peace. I said, so whenever you're feeling frustrated or you feel like anxiety is coming upon you and you're nervous or you just feel like I just need to be at ease, grab your Bible. You got a smartphone, Google it. He said, I do a lot. Look at my Bible on my phone. I was like, okay. Okay. And when he walked out my room and closed the door, y'all, I lived in that moment. I lived in that moment because, and I might get emotional. Yes, I will. I have a 13-year-old son. I have a 21-year-old son. And I'm grateful for who they are. The little things they do to get on my nerves doesn't compare to some of the things that people their age do that can take you up out of here. I know we can't shelter and shield our children from the chaos of the world, but we can educate them and teach them and teach them how to pray for themselves, pray for situations and circumstances. So we just have to look at that. And so when I talk about living in a moment, my God, living in that moment was priceless. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And when I think about life, I get full because my gifts that God has blessed me with have made room for me to do some amazing things, meet some amazing people, do traveling and things of that nature. And our blessings fall off on those nearest and dearest to us, around us, and those that want better and and want to do. and, And I'm living in those moments. We have to be careful not to take moments for granted. You think, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to deal with this today. Or, no, I don't want to deal with this today. I'm not going to deal with it. I'm too busy. I don't have time. But time doesn't wait on anybody. You don't have to be elderly. You don't have to be sickly to leave this life. It could be natural cause. It could be sudden. It could be tragic. No matter what it is or how it is. Live in the moment. That job you want, that you think you can't get, you you feel like I don't know if I deserve it, you deserve it. Go and get it. Do what you know you need to do. Stop putting it on the backfire. Stop bringing it to simmer mode. Turn that heat up. Live in your moment. That house you want, go and speak to it. That car you want, Speak on it. That relationship you want. Ready yourself so you can be able to acknowledge it, appreciate it, and get it. Some of you are stuck in moments that aren't for you to be stuck in. 
because you're not living in them. You're parlaying in them. Some of you are in relationships you should have pulled the plug on long time ago, but it's draining the life out of you, yet you still work like you in the cotton field on something that's dead. But you're still there. You will give yourself an excuse after an excuse after an excuse on why you are still there. Love can conquer a multitude of things, but happiness and peace isn't always one of them when you don't have it for yourself. Some of you need to get out of a relationship and some of you need to stop running from a relationship. Some of you say, I don't got time for her. I ain't got time for him. Okay. But that woman or that man that you got time for, you make time for, they're not even worth the time you're putting into them. It's like depositing into a negative bank account and you just can't seem to get it to a positive balance. Some of you aren't spending time with those that need the time spent. A child, a member of your family, a friend, yourself. Living your moment. These moments are our moments, ladies and gentlemen boys and girls these are our moments and let me tell you something they don't come back you only go forward if you're lucky you remember experiencing grief because someone left your life not necessarily because they died but they left your life because you weren't living in the moment you held a grudge And you lost that person. Because you knew you shouldn't hold a grudge, but you said, oh, the hell with it. I used to be that person. But then I come to a realization of, I need to forgive and move on. A lot of times people don't even know you got a grudge against them. And then sometimes you sit back and wonder why people have a grudge against you. And you know you haven't personally done anything, but I'll let you in on a little secret. A lot of times relationships are hindered and hurt and broken because of lack of communication. All the talk around town or talk about within these friendship circles or family circles. Yet the people that have the issue or the person that has the issue isn't a big enough woman. Or isn't a big enough man to approach that other person and say, I would like to talk to you. It doesn't have to be a shit show. It can be a one-on-one, unapologetic show. Where it's like, look, I'm not coming to you defensively. I'm not coming to you to attack you. But we need to talk. And that's what it is, talk. And some, if not, I'll say this. And I battle with this myself. Some conversations unfortunately can't be had if someone who was a part of the mayhem is no longer here to defend themselves. Those conversations you have to let be and just ask God to give you peace with whatever the remnants of the tattered or abused or battered relationship you have with another person or their people. It's nothing like trying to have a conversation with someone to defend your name or your reputation when it's battling the he say or she say of a person who is no longer here.
Now that's something I deal with. And it's like, hey, it's hurtful, but it is what it is. I choose to be quiet. I choose to be silent because it doesn't make a difference. People are going to think what they think and say what they want to say. And what I have found after dealing with that for myself is that I got to be okay with that. As long as I know my truth, that's all that matters to me. I can go to bed, rest assured that, you know what? I did my part. And I know I didn't do anything to intentionally or purposely hurt anybody with my actions or lack of actions, you know? And so you just have to live in the moment. We get older every day. You don't want to look back on somebody's dying bed and say, I wish I would have. But unfortunately, that is how we do. And that was a conversation. That's an experience I had with my own father. But I thank God for that moment, living in that moment. I'll never forget that particular conversation because it was the last back and forth conversation that I shared with my father. It was a very intimate sensitive but beautiful conversation and we both received what we didn't have for years and that was peace and understanding and understanding that we loved each other the best way we knew how for how we knew how to love we lived in that moment and that was one of those small moments that I referenced earlier that helps get me through the bigger moments excuse me because I'm a little emotional with that because I love my pops he was crazy as hell but I love him I realized he loved me the best way he knew how and so When you live in moments, no matter who it's with, whether it's a friend or a family member, they will help get you through those tough moments because you can reminisce. And if you're still blessed and be in your right mind, you can say, okay, (laughs) okay, I see. So... I just wanted to stop by. I didn't mean to hold you this long this morning, but I just wanted to stop by and share with you the importance of living in the moments because moments are beautiful. Minutes make hours and hours make days and days make weeks and weeks make months and months make years and so forth and so on I thank you for your ears this morning I hope that I have said something that moved you in a positive way that's always my intention I'm always assuming positive intention when I do my podcast show I am here 
to use my platforms to encourage, to motivate, to inspire before my time comes in which I will expire. So remember, live in your moment. Be unapologetic about living in your moment. It's your right. Enjoy every moment that God gives you. Have mindful moments. Practice mindfulness. If you don't know what mindfulness is, Google it. And I'm hoping next year for season four, I'll be able to take you through some journeys. Have all these amazing thoughts and I need to sit down and write it out you know that saying write the vision and make it plain well when I set when I shut down after I close out season three I will take those few weeks and I will write the vision and I will make it plain well that's all I have for you this thankful Thursday it's a thankful Thursday I'm grateful for it whatever you choose to do do it well Until next time, this is your girl Titi from the D, and I'll see you soon.